This is the High School Football America podcast for December the 12th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher, and we're going to talk some national championship on the podcast today. Talking with Jason Negro, the head coach at number one, St. John Bosco, going against number seven, De La Salle. St. John Bosco wins it. They will win the mythical High School Football America National Championship. Talked to Coach Negro this morning, early 6.15 West Coast time. And uh, as he was uh, driving, we have some drops in the audio. We apologize for that, but it's still a great interview as we go inside Coach Negro's head, heading into uh, what uh, definitely is uh, not only the biggest game of uh, the 2019 season, but maybe his, uh, his career there at St. John Bosco. And here's that interview. Heading to Southern California to talk to a very good friend of ours, a guy that I met back in 2012 when we moved to Southern California. And he never ducked the question of uh, our rankings and what it would mean for uh, St. John Bosco to win a national championship. They won one a couple of years ago, part of uh, Max Preps. Uh, they head into the championship game, the Open Division championship game in California against number seven De La Salle as the number one team unanimously, whether it's USA Today, Max Preps, or High School Football America and all the other ranking services. And Jason uh, Negro's on the line to talk about uh, playing a pretty darn big game. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? It's always a pleasure to be on your show. I um, really appreciate you giving me a call this morning. Well, and I, I appreciate you being uh, up and early, but I, I guess the, the blood's pumping a little bit. And I, I want to go back to the statement that I made, and you've made it on the show before. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, you want to win Trinity League titles. You want to win CIF, uh, the, the top classification there the, in the southern section. But you've always said that national title's important to you. Uh, I, I guess that hasn't changed. How does it feel to be on the, on the brink uh, at least you're playing in the game, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we're really excited about the opportunity. And, um, you know, we know that Bosco provides us a platform at our school based on the league that we participate in and the, and the flexibility that our administration gives us in order for us to be able to travel across the country or bring in schools. Uh, and so we've done everything, um, you know, on our schedule to put us in the position to be able to compete you know, for a national title, and that's what we're going to do on Saturday. And I know you're excited about it. St. John Bosco, number one unanimously in all the national ranking services against De La Salle. I think they're uh, pretty much top ten everywhere. Uh, High School Football America has them at number seven. I read a great article this morning in the Long uh, Beach, uh, the Press-Telegram, about uh, talking about bringing you back to the alma mater to uh, coach. And uh, one of the things that was written about was they really never opened the job uh, when when they hired you. It, It was an interesting story tell me a little bit about Mm -hmm. um that that process and some of the things that you talked about when the school contacted you to say hey jason you you, you're the guy we want there's no doubt you're an alum you've played here what what were some of the things you talked about that are very very clear to the administration now when you're in this position to play for a national title well i think the important thing was is that I was an alum of the school, you know? And so, uh, I, I had already had one brief stint at the school as a coach, as an assistant from 98 to 2000, you know, so I was really familiar with the school. I was familiar with the program. Um, and I was familiar with the culture that was built within it. And, you know, and I think it was just lacking some things, you know, the Bosco uh, community has always been very, that surrounded the program, but we never could get over the hump. And I, I think that, you know, the ultimate thing for me coming into the, into the program was to change that culture, to try to bring a winning spirit to that and, and talk about winning. And I think that was always, 
you know, something that everybody was kind of afraid of. And people wanted to say, yeah, we wanted to compete and compete and compete. And I said, well, I'm tired of just competing. You know, we, anybody can go. I'll start challenging people to win this league. And I want to challenge people to, you know, potentially win CIF titles. And if we're good enough, then, then see what we can do on a national landscape. And that's what we were able to do. Yeah, and and uh, in your in your wildest dreams, back when you were a, a player there, I think you played baseball too. I think you remember telling me yeah. at one point. But in your wildest dreams, did you ever think, with all the confidence you had and the success you had before you got to St. John Bosco, that that you guys would be where you are at this point? I, I know that's a kind of a yes or no question, but if you could g- give me the answer after yes or no, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the answer is definitely not. Um, you know, I, I, again. You know, we had had such, you know, kind of a long period of time where we struggled, you know, as a program. And, you know, I didn't really know if if my coaching abilities, you know, my abilities to bring in. You just go to a place and it's just the way it is. And no matter who you bring in, people are going to struggle and the the program member may never take off. But um, I certainly wanted to give it a shot. You know, I had been a head coach for seven years. We were extremely successful where I was at, you know, prior to coming to Bosco and, I wanted to try to get on that, that, that big stage. I wanted to try to challenge my skill set against some of the best. Lutheran and, and Bruce Rollins was at modern day. Troy Thomas was at, at Servite. So, you know, kind of the hierarchy and the, and the top ranked coaches in the, in the region were all in one league. So I thought, well, what better way to go challenge who you are as an individual and see if your skill set matches some of the best in the country. And that's what I wanted to really do. So that's the reason why, um, you know, I took the leap of faith and I went to Bosco and I'm certainly happy that I did. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Jason Negro, head coach at St. John Bosco, number one in the land and all the ranking services playing De La Salle for the national championship. It is theirs to win. There's no doubt about it. They control their own destiny. And uh, I mentioned uh, when we had you on during the preseason, we did a little study since we started the algorithm. And out of all the teams in the nation, St. John Bosco was the highest ranked, always highly ranked in the High School Football America 100. And this year you have a chance to claim that first one uh you you mentioned the the quality opponents in the trinity league you played the quality schedule this year but i i don't think we can talk about this uh this game coming up against de la salle without taking a quick look back about the uh the two battles with uh modern day uh the the second one uh, getting you to the championship game coming back from 23 points down and and i know you've spoken about that a lot but i i think the question i want to ask you about that is how much did that comeback help you as you got prepared for De La Salle? Does it, does it take the bar and move it higher saying, hey, guys, look at what we were able to accomplish against one of the best in the nation? Well, I think, you know, obviously it's still fresh in our minds. So it was a motivating factor over the last two weeks, um, you know, trying to get ready and prepare for a De La Salle team that's certainly one of the top-ranked teams in the country. So, um, you know, I mean, we looked at it too. You know, we were just kind of uh, out of sync. We uncharacteristic of our team. We had some turnovers in the red zone that really put us behind the eight ball, and we blew some coverages early in the game that led to two quick touchdowns. So we fell behind quickly. But I think our kids really exhibited a lot of faith and a lot of belief in the system um, that that we had in place. You know, we knew the first game that we were going to continue to battle. You know, we.
game, you know, late into the fourth quarter. And we knew that we could do the same in the finals. And if the ball bounced our way and we can get a couple of stops in the second half, we were going to have a chance. And our defense just stepped up and, and, you know, we held them to seven points in the second half. And I think we rattled off 34 points from halftime on. So um, for us to be able to, to do that gave us a lot of confidence. And I hope it carries over into this game against De La Salle on Saturday. No doubt about it. And when you play De La Salle, I, I, I think it's a fair statement to say you play a little bit of mystique. I mean, no one wins 151 games in, uh, in a row and then shrinks into the, yeah. uh, into the background. Uh, you, you beat them before for a championship, but they run an offense that you don't see a whole lot. Uh, it's changed a little bit maybe since Coach Latticer, but sure. it's still De La Salle. Tell me a little bit about preparing for an offense that's just a little bit different from what you normally see nowadays. You know, that's a great question because, you know, they are a little bit unconventional in terms of what they do. They're a little bit of an old-school approach. Um, you know, their primary offense is a split-back veer, and they've got three really, really talented um, players in the back backfield with their quarterback and the two running backs. Um, and, and again, it, it's unconventional. And the hardest part about playing a team like this is you really can't mimic a scout look during the mm-hmm. week of practice that's going to give you any type of indication of how well you're going to be able to play against it uh, because you just don't do that. You know, it's almost like if you had an option team and then you're going to, you know, try to prepare for a spread team and you got to have your option quarterback go out there and be a scout team qu- quarterback. He, you know, he's not going to throw the ball real great. <laughs> so um, it's a little bit of flip for us. So for us to be able to, um, try to mimic what they do offensively um, is very difficult. But what I will say, uh, in high school football, you know, they're a lot more spread this year. You know, in the past, right. it was probably 90-10 from beer to, to a spread. And they're more about 50-50 right now, and which is a little bit surprising. But, you know, uh, Coach Alibaugh's got a lot of confidence in their quarterback. He's pretty much a three-year starter, and he's only a junior. Um, and they got some really talented guys you know, surrounding him. So um, you got to give him credit for adapting to a little bit of his. My, my opinion. And, um, you know, that makes it a little bit more difficult for us. Yeah, no doubt. I was I was watching on HBO the great uh, documentary uh, Belichick and and Saban last night, and and they were talking about a lot of things when it comes to to coaching and the art of coaching. That was what the the background was. And what I wanted to ask you is, you know, these still are high school kids. I don't care what kind of league you play in, how big of a schedule you play. You're still talking about teenagers, right? And 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 what is it that you talk to kids about going into this and throughout the last two weeks about how to manage? emotions, uh, that, that adrenaline that you want pumping as, as well as you can, but, but not too far over the top as you get into the ball game itself. Well, I think you use a key term there and it's, it's called manage, you know, you have to manage these young guys and you have to understand that they're still kids. Um, but you know, we were able to, uh, check off, you know, a goal of ours. And I think one of the things we discussed from early January on is the fact that, you know, we have these boxes, uh, uh, things that we want to check. We still want to win a state title and potentially a national title. So for us, we still got two boxes to check. And we know that if we take care of business on Saturday, um, that we're going to you know, obviously be the front runner with our season complete, playing one of the toughest schedules in the country. I, I don't see how anybody's going to jump us. So we know this is for the national title. We know that, that this is something special. And our kids, you know, that, look, we've worked since January for this moment, and we've got 48 minutes to go out there and prove to everybody that we're the top-ranked team in the country, and all we have to do is go worry about what we do, 
continue to play football the way that we have been playing it. I think we're peaking at the right time, which is the most important thing. Um, and, and, and if God willing and, and, and things go our way and we're a little bit fortunate, you know, during this game, um, we're going to come out on top. But, um, you know, I think managing those expectations, our kids understanding that, that the job is not done is going to really help us uh, get prepared for Game of Foul. We've certainly had an amazing two weeks of practice. Our kids are locked in and focused, and I really like where our mindset's at right now. And the fact that you don't have to travel north or travel anyway, where for that matter, <laughs> to play the game. How, yeah. how, how important yeah. is that for you guys? It's huge. You know, Cerritos College is a place that we're very familiar with. You know, it was our home stadium when, when stadium. So uh, we played the last couple of CIF title games there. Uh, Servite used to use it as their home stadium. So we've probably played at Cerritos, you know, 20, 25 times over the 10 years that I've been at Bosco. So for us, it's a very familiar environment. It's about two and a half miles from campus. Um, you know, so that, that's going to create a little bit of strain on the De La Salle program and those guys having to get in a bus and come all the way down. And, you know, hopefully that'll tire them out a little bit because we're going to need all the help we, we can get on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about it. And before I, I, I let you go here, I, I just wanted to kind of uh, go back to, I think it was my second question when I was talking about um, the administration not opening up the job per se. You were the guy. You were the mm-hmm. guy to say yes or no to it. But how important is it uh, to you as a head coach and to your staff and to the, the players themselves to have buy-in from the administration? I know that's kind of a, a loaded question that will let you get you know wax eloquently yeah. about your bosses, but it really, truly is needed to play at the level you guys play at. And my administration has been, been amazing. I mean, you know, we have you know, quite the hierarchy at our school. We have an athletic director who's my direct boss, uh, you know, followed by our principal. And we have a president and a director of the school as well. Uh, the director is the Salesian priest that, that kind of, you know, owns and operates our school. And then, you know, the president and principal, they work, you know, closely um, in conjunction with me, with, with my vision and what we're trying to accomplish. And luckily I have some really creative, really kind of envelope pushing type people that I'm surrounded by because they not only, you know, me and the positions that I have to go out there and try to be as successful as possible. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, I don't get everything that we need and, and, and it's certainly um, difficult at times in terms of financial, um, you know, restraints and, and, and things like that, that we have uh, to have to overcome because we're not in an economic fluent area. And, and I have a lot of kids that are minorities and, you know, are kind of economically strapped, but I think we do a really good job of, of positioning our kids and giving them opportunities and, you know, I'm glad that they didn't open the job up. It was okay. I didn't have to put a resume together. I didn't have to put any kind of, you know, um, you know, wish list together or anything like that. I just important people. The athletic director and I um, have known each other for a very long period of time, and he's a Bosco graduate. What I was going to bring and the type of man that I was and what I was going to try to, you know, do in terms of building that football program and, uh, I, I cannot stress it enough how important it is to have people that share the same vision that you are and let you be creative, because that's certainly what I have at Bosco, and, and I'm very, very blessed uh, to have the opportunities that I have. And that's why you're on the uh, the brink of a national championship. Coach, appreciate the friendship. Uh, just best of luck on Saturday night. You know I can't root for anybody, but uh, I, I certainly have a special place in, in my heart for you. And Merry Christmas to you and yours and your family. And, uh, boy, how, how would that be, a national championship, uh, if Santa Claus brings that down the chimney? <laughs> 
I know. That would be really nice. You know, every year my mom is still to this day, I, you know, me, well, I want the Christmas. I always tell her every year, I want a ring, mom. I want a ring. <laughs> uh, you know, we got the ring. <laughs> we got the ring by beating modern day. So she says, all right, you got your ring. And I said, well, now I want to try to find out what we're going to etch on it. So we got some work to do, Jeff. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for everything you do for high school. Um, tell Trisha I said hello. And you guys have a great holiday season. Thanks. Take care. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Number one, St. John Bosco versus number seven, De La Salle for the Open Division Championship in Southern California. Again, we apologize for the drops in the audio there, but uh, we appreciate Coach Negro taking the time early this morning, 6.15 West Coast time, to uh, do the podcast, the new High School Football America Top 100 will come out on Sunday around noontime. And then uh, with Texas being the last date to uh, wrap things up next week, the, uh, the official uh, coronation of the national champ will come up just before Christmas. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher. <laughs>